Hello and welcome to Impact Ed. I'm H.D. Chambers, Superintendent of Schools for the Ailey Independent School District. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Uh, today's episode is going to cover a topic that is new to, to the district. Uh, it's not new to some of our neighboring districts and other districts across the state of Texas, but it is new to us. It's called the Limited Open Enrollment Program. And uh, I'm going to refer to it as LOE, so I don't have to say those three words all the time. But our LOE program is simply this. It's, a, it's an opportunity for students uh, and families and parents who do not reside or live within the ALEAF ISD boundaries to attend some of the schools that we may have openings at. And uh, I have two ladies here, one in particular, Dr. Jackie Armwood, who oversees our student services and has been given the task of monitoring the implementation of this of this program. And then we have Ms. Ava Montgomery, our Deputy Superintendent for Curriculum and Instruction, uh, who her and some of her team members are also intricately involved in supporting these students who come to us from, from outside of ALEAF's boundaries, but also helping monitor what districts are allowed in and how we monitor that support for them. So, ladies, thank you for being here. I'm going to let, let you talk a little bit about the program, but Jackie, if, if, if you don't mind, uh, maybe take us back just a little bit, a couple of years when I had asked you to start doing a little research on this and then present, you presented to our school board over the last couple of years, kind of introducing them to it. So maybe just take us back just real briefly about the history of this, uh, what you learned, and then kind of where are we right now, you know, a couple of weeks into our first school year. Okay. I, over the years, have learned that limiting an open enrollment is, like Mr. Chambers said, in a variety of our surrounding districts. The surrounding districts that I called to to interview regarding the process, many of them had been implementing LOE for a number of years, three, four, five years and, and beyond. The number of students that they gained from limited open enrollment did vary. It would go from anywhere upwards of three to 400 to 50. One district had about 50 that they approved to come to their district. The benefit is that we want students to have the opportunity to be involved in our programs that we have to offer here in ALEAF. We offer a variety of programs that benefit the students, and of course it benefits ALEAF because we would love to up our enrollment numbers. I think part of the, the conversation around should a district do this or should a district not do this, I think a lot of people would argue it, it hinges on on filling seats, right? Exactly, exactly. So, Ava, in, in terms of how we're approaching it in, in our district, what types of seats are we attempting to fill? I mean, because in some cases we don't have seats available. Yes, exactly. Um, you know, we do have some schools that are at capacity, and so certainly that's a place where we can't offer seats. We've, we've listed those uh, schools where we're con- kind of considering them closed campuses. Um, but we have space in a number of our schools, and we want to encourage. I mean, parents have choice, and so we want them to make the smart choice and choose A-Leaf. We want them coming and, and, and filling. We've got uh, open seats in uh, from elementary on up to high school. And so wherever we have space, and our student services department is doing a great job of monitoring where those open seats are, yeah. we want parents to come. We want them to know that you have an option to be able to choose ALEAF and benefit from our wonderful programs. We have the seats, you have the child, and if indeed uh, you're looking for a great place for your child to receive a Great education, ALEAF is the place. Jackie, what are, I mean, this this is obviously new to us. Mm-hmm. What are some of the questions that families or parents are asking? Or, I mean, 
What's prior to them deciding whether they want to even apply? Or is there a trend or a pattern of, of questions? Or well, One of the main questions that, that we get is, will my child be able to participate in all the activities that the kids who reside in A-Leaf participate in? And the answer is, is yes, unless it's a UIL sport. Mm-hmm. If it's a UIL sport, then they have to wait a year before right. they are eligible to participate. The other question they do ask about transportation and no transportation is not provided for students on an LOE. I mean I think we all have to be kind of realistic about this. There's a uh, many districts that start this including a previous district I worked in where I started where there was some there was some questioning by the community in some cases as to why are we allowing non-residents and in some people's minds quote unquote non-taxpayers into into your district. And the short answer for a lot of districts has been the more students we have in the seats, the more money we receive from the state. So in some cases it's a money it's a money question. But in Aleaf it's not so much the money question as it is the available capacity and the opportunities to participate in water in some cases, some world-class programs that, that, quite frankly, parents want their kids to be able to, to have access to. And neither one of you has the demand or the applications of students and parents who are wanting to come to leave. Has there been a pattern or trend on specific schools? Is there a trend on specific programs? Or, or is it all over the map? I think it's all over the map. And I think it's dependent upon where the parent actually lives and the distance to the school in which they are applying. So I can't say that any particular school has had a rash of uh, people wanting to, to go there. The parents come and many times there's a blank where it says requested school and they come and they look on the map to see what schools are closer to their part of town. So it's, it's a variety. And and the good thing about that is that I think that because we offer such robust programs at all of our schools, we're able to actually help parents determine. Uh, we, we look to see where there's going to be space, and then there are options that those parents could be offered to help them find just the right place for their child. Some of our schools are closed, correct? That's correct, yes. We've got some, some facilities that we just don't have room. Um, have we had, do we, do we find some parents asking for specific schools that we're having to... Yes. To, to yes. turn down? They, they have asked for some elementary schools that are closed because of capacity. Right. So we find options that are surrounding those schools. Have we been typically successful in, if we can't give them their choice A, I guess, finding options for them that they're willing to, yes. to accept? Okay. Yes. In particular, I spoke with a lady yesterday who lives at Highway 6 in Westheimer, and she wanted, of course, Homequist or Outley, mm-hmm. but Petrosky is just right there, and she was excited. She right. was just glad to have the opportunity to have her children in A-Leaf. It's hard to have this conversation without talking about the, the philosophical conflict some pe- in some cases people have about competition and, co- and, quite frankly, competing with your neighboring districts. I, I mean, I've got my own opinions on that, and I've been pretty pretty vocal about that. I'm curious as to the to y'all's thoughts on that. Has have you had a concern with that as we've as I've asked you cuz I'm the one that kind of drove this. I mean, I'm curious as to people's beliefs on this is cuz there's some who think we're competing against each other now. That can be a good thing or a bad thing, but Ava? In all honesty, you know, the idea of parents having choice, that's huge. I mean, as a parent, I've raised two kids, and, and absolutely, I liked having options for, for schooling for my kids. And so we really are just meeting the needs of our customers, of the community, of the larger community, those outside of our boundaries. I think if we are going to be competitive, then 
absolutely, you know, we're, we're doing the right thing. And so I firmly believe that, you know, having the A-Leaf as a, as a choice option, as right. a destination, um, is, is something that I feel very good about. I'm excited that we're doing it. And I think that just based on the response and the numbers of uh, families that we've had express interest and, and apply, we're seeing that we're filling a need. Yeah, it goes pretty obvious that I've I support it. It would be unfair or, or actually it wouldn't be accurate. I'd be less than honest in saying that this whole idea of choice, which can sprinkle out to charter schools and private schools and home schools and traditional schools, this conversation about choice uh, in Texas and across the country, but in Texas in particular, over the last 10 to 12 years has become a very hot issue. And, and Ava, you said something that it's true. I mean, it's almost as a district, if you don't get involved in offering choice, then you're going to get left behind. Absolutely. And I think that for too long, you know, we were we were almost getting left mm-hmm. behind because we hadn't considered this. And I honestly believe if we are going to continue to thrive and, and, and build our the number of students and, and actually try to fill the seats that we have, uh, that this really was one of the only options. I mean, not the only option. I don't want to say that it was the only option, but it was something that was necessary, necessary mm-hmm. really uh, for the de- district to continue to, um, you know, thrive and to grow. What is the process? So if I'm, if I'm out there listening to this, what, what is the, the formal process? And then what is it today? And, and what would you like to see going forward as this continues to ramp up and grow? The, the process as it stands, there is an application. It's a paper application, and you may retrieve the application from our student services office, or you may go online, download the application, and fill it out and return it to our office. You may fax it in. Uh, you can scan it and email it, or you can bring bring it in person. That's the way it's uh, going now. It It also will need to include your child's discipline, attendance, and academics from the previous school year. Those are the the documents that we asked to be included with the application. Going forward, we would love for it to be an online application so that it can be easily submitted and reviewed, and hopefully the turnaround would be a a lot quicker. Yeah, Right now we're still doing pencil and paper. Yes, takes a little while to, to, to process that. The requirement of the discipline records and the academic performance and attendance, and those are things that, you know, when you call it limited open enrollment, you're, you are limiting your openness <laughs> to those who, who meet some criteria. Ava, what are, in, in terms of looking at these applications, what are some of the things y'all are seeing from students as they turn in that, this information? Are we seeing kids who have been taking care of their business? Are we seeing kids who possibly are leaving situations where they're having trouble? What, well, in in general, we are we are seeing kids that have been taking care of their business. These are good, solid kids. Um, they are kids that just want to be part of some of the programs that we're offering. And so um, we are not seeing kids who are running from things right. per se. We're seeing good, solid kids who are coming uh, with strong backgrounds, strong uh, academically, uh, kids who have good attendance at school because that's critical, especially if you are going to be uh, enrolling in a district where your parents are going to have to be transporting right. you and things like that. Attendance is critical. We want to make sure that you are going to be here uh, you know, every day. So we're seeing solid children. 
children. This this idea of transportation and not being able to provide it. You know, you you start opening transportation up to folks who don't live in the district, then you would you would lose the benefit of the open enrollment students because you it cost you, you and, money. yeah you'd spend it cost you a fortune in going and picking them up and bringing them home. If if I'm a parent, if I'm an Ailey ISD parent sitting out there listening to this, then one of the questions I would have, or even a concern I might have, would be the is is a student who doesn't reside in this district going to bump my child from an opportunity, uh, whether it's UIL academics, athletics, extracurricular, whatever, whatever the case may be. Have we had those types of questions or concerns come up? I, You know, yes, we have. And so what I want to, uh, you know, just assure our, our residents and our families is that, no, there's room, you know, for, for all kids. And so certainly um, we're not going to put our students, our resident students in a situation where they're not able to participate right. in something because of a student coming in on a limited open enrollment. There's plenty of room in all of our programs uh, for our students. But one question that I do want to address in particular is, you know, there's always that question about, well, what if, what if a student comes to us as a junior or senior, and they come and they bring their their grades in, their transcript, and they were, you know, like number three uh, at their high school, but they come because they want the number one spot at one of our They're high schools. Yeah, exactly. Is that possible? Yeah. And it's not possible. You know, we do have, you know, I think long ago, um, schools and districts wised up and got smart and realized we had to put systems in place. So, Aleaf and many of our neighboring districts, we all have a policy which states that if a child's going to come in and be recognized as the um, a valedictorian or salutatorian, they would have had to have been at that particular high school for four consecutive semesters. So, and that's just kind of the policy that you see everywhere. Right. Our district, uh, and 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 I checked many other districts, and so uh, that was pretty consistent. So that's a big question. That's true. Whether the student moves in as a part of open enrollment, or they move in because they just happen to move. Move. <laughs> We all know that families will move. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> just to take advantage of uh, the top 10% or the grade point average so you get in the uh, valedictorian or salutatorian spot. Jackie, were you, you were going to add to that? or uh, I've not had any questions or concerns uh, about that. The parents that I have spoken with just want their children to have a, a better opportunity that they feel is a better opportunity, and they feel that they leave can provide that. I think you get down to it. That's all moms and dads want for their for their kids is a place that they feel safe and an opportunity. We're um, we're less than three days into our school year. Uh, whenever we started accepting applications, you know, a couple of months. Uh, what are the numbers now, Jackie? You had, you were mentioning them earlier before before we went on air. What kind of where are we right now on the third day of school? We have processed around fifty applications, and we've accepted uh, forty two of those, and we have about 25 applications left to process, and this is only the third day of school. Many of the, the 25 or so that have come in have come in these last two days yeah. of school. Parents realized that ALEAF had already started school and came. Yeah, we started earlier than everyone else. So. Yes, and they come with the postcards <laughs> that they're receiving in the mail yeah. to ask about the open enrollment process, and, and that's where they get the application. Well, that, was, that was my next question. It was where where are they getting this information? I'm just curious. Is, is it the mail-outs in large part? Or? The majority that we have seen have come with the mail-outs, and then we have quite a few that know someone who who works mm -hmm. in the district or whose children go to school in the district. And so it's word of mouth mm -hmm. that they have heard about uh, LOE. I think it's something that people probably have been waiting on. So they've been yeah. waiting for us to open our doors. And so it's very exciting to know uh, that now that we have that 
we're receiving children. Yeah. If you build it, will they come? You know, that's exactly. always the question. If you do something, are they going to actually do it? Well, I, I appreciate, uh, first of all, uh, Dr. Armwood, I appreciate for the last two years all the work you've done and the research you've done on this and, and kind of leading this as a is a major initiative for our district. And now that that phase of the research is over with, and now we're actually implement, <laughs> implementing the real thing, is executing it and implementing it, is there, are there been any surprises that you weren't prepared for or aware of? I think with the regular registrations that we have been doing the last couple of weeks, and then this as well, I just didn't expect that there wouldn't be that that quiet time that mm-hmm. to, to sit and process. So we're trying to make sure that we set aside some time each day to review yeah. the applications, whereas we've been going pretty pretty busy Pretty here. steady. Pretty steady these last last couple of weeks. In other words, need some help. <laughs> exactly. And we, we've heard about it. We've, yes. <laughs> we've definitely heard about it. They are super busy over I there, but, but excited to be doing the work. I mean, we, we will react to that demand because we fully expected it to, to create additional work, if you will, mm-hmm. to do it right. To do it right is going to create a lot of work. Anyway, I, I, like I said earlier, I want to thank you for your uh, leadership and support in, in, in this initiative because it's – I think right now we're seeing a little bit of the, the fruit of the labor and the effort. I think in a couple of years you're, there'll be probably some full-blown department dealing specifically with, with uh, limited open enrollment. That would be great. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Ava, any last words before we before we close up? Well, the only thing that I'd like to say is that um, ALEF ISD is open for limited open enrollment, and so we do still have seats available. So we do encourage, um, you know, families if you are looking for a place uh, where your child can get a wonderful education and and have just phenomenal programs, STEM, and our uh, our you know have access to our wonderful Center for Advanced Careers uh, at some point in their education. Uh, ALEF ISD is the place, and and we're here and ready to accept. We've spent, I, I don't know what number, what episode number this podcast is, but I, I, it's a bunch. I, I don't know how many. It's a lot. But we spend a lot of, of time uh, talking to staff members and supporters of all the different unique opportunities in our district. You know, we from all the STEM opportunities, the fine arts, the athletics, the, yeah, like you said, Ava, this this facility, the career readiness programs that we that we have throughout the throughout the district, and in part we talk about it because we want the community to know, but we also want to talk about so the the uh, external community is aware of it. So if someone is listening to this episode and they're curious about what are some of the programs, if you just kind of scan through some of the other episodes, you're going to see a lot of episodes that are dedicated specifically to specific topics that we uh, we have covered with the experts. And uh, as Ava said, we're in a competitive world right now. We're attempting to give every kid in ALEF ISD the most competitive advantage they have as they uh, as they leave us. So we uh, we appreciate we appreciate both of what you guys have done, as well as all the other folks behind the scenes that have worked on this. Absolutely, thank you. All thank right. you. You bet you. All right. This has been Impact Ed. I'm H.D. Chambers. Uh, Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to the next episode. Have a great day. This has been an AMP production.